Good evening, and welcome to my view from the rim. Uh, this is a continuation discussing the Articles of Faith that were uh, first published as part of the Wentworth Letter by the Prophet Joseph Smith of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, explaining some of the basic tenets and doctrines of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints to a minister. Um, we've been covered the first four I'm not going to repeat those. And before I actually read off uh, number five, I'd like to start off by telling a story. Now, this is not my story, and it's not original. I will tell you that uh, um, the first time I read this was out of Elder LeGrand Richard's book, A Marvelous Work and a Wonder, which used to be standard reading for missionaries, but it's a very old book. Um, Elder LeGrand Richards died, I think, in in 1983 or 1984, and he was an apostle of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And part of his this particular story is very important, and it's very key to um, this article of faith. And he talks about um, a story related to him by a Catholic priest on Temple Square. And it goes like this. I'm not quoting it, uh, but I'm paraphrasing it. He said, you Mormons don't understand how good you have it. Uh, the Catholic priest to um, whomever he was speaking to. He said, because in reality, of all the uh, Christian faiths in the world, there are only two of them that can that have legitimate claims to um, priesthood authority. The one, of course, being the uh, Roman Catholic Church, who trace their lineage um, back to the Apostle Peter, and uh, they trace that on down. And the other being the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints, who claim that that priesthood authority was restored to the earth after it having been lost. Now, the Catholic priest went on to explain, to elaborate, and by me relating this story means no disrespect to other Christian faiths. And I please, I hope that you do not, do not take it in this light. The Catholic priest points out that if the Roman Catholic Church has the authority of God to administer the ordinances such as uh, baptism and ordaining to the priesthood, then there was no need for a restoration of that priesthood authority, which is what the uh, Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints claims. However, if, as many Protestant faiths claim, the Catholic Church had lost its way or had, had perverted the doctrine, I am not saying that, by the way, I'm just, um, just relating the story. Um, down the path, 
the Catholic priest's question was this. If the priesthood authority was lost, where did the Protestant ministers receive their authority? And this is a very important issue because most of those who are credited with founding certain Protestant faiths, such as Martin Luther, um, such as Calvin and Wesley and such, most of these people never actually did that. It was their teachings that were used um, to, to create a... A Protestant, of course, Protestant meaning a, a, prote a protest church, or saying that we believe that this is that the universal church, meaning the Catholic Church, has gone astray. But where do they get their authority? And so the Catholic priest continued and said, if that authority was lost, then just like the Catholic Church would no longer have it. Neither does any Protestant church because they all sprang up as reformations to the Catholic church. And indeed, none of the founders claim to have received priesthood authority from God to administer in their faiths. And so if the Catholic Church had lost its authority, then a restoration of that authority was needed, is what the Catholic priest had said. And the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, part of their structure is the restoration of the gospel of Jesus Christ as well as the restoration of priesthood keys to administer that gospel. And so with that lead in, I'm going to go ahead and continue with Article of Faith number five, which states, we believe that a man must be called of God by prophecy and by the laying on of hands by those who are in authority to preach the gospel and administer in the ordinances thereof. So, it's pretty straightforward. Of course, a man must be called of God by prophecy. If you remember, after the death of Christ, after his ascension, what is the first thing that the apostles did when they met? Is they met to determine who would be the replacement for Judas. And they drew lots. And they considered the results to be prophecy or a sign from God as to the replacement. Just as when Samuel was to choose 
the first king of Israel, the lot fell to Saul, who was hanging out with the uh, baggage carts. Once they are called of God by prophecy, they are set apart by the laying on of hands by those who have authority to do so, meaning priesthood authority. Just as Moses set apart Aaron and his sons to administer in the tabernacle, just as Christ set apart his disciples as apostles, and the apostles then continued that practice afterwards. So that practice is to this day that for any priesthood ordinance, meaning something that is performed, whether it's a baptism, whether it's receiving the gift of the Holy Ghost, or whether it's being ordained to uh, a priesthood office or to a specific calling, it must be done by those who have authority. And then the last part, to preach the gospel and administer in the ordinances thereof. Now, this last part, uh, to preach the gospel and administer in the ordinances thereof. Um, those who are called to teach, whether they are as missionaries um, of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, or whether they are part of a local congregation where they are called to teach a certain group, it is the same. They are called to that position by the appropriate authority. Missionaries, for example, who represent the church worldwide receive a call from the president of the church, currently President Russell M. Nelson. They fill out paperwork. They receive the uh, approval of their bishop, which is the first level, their, their congregational leader. They also receive approval by the stake president who presides over a group of congregations. And then that paperwork, which is all done online now, so we just use the term paperwork, um, that is then forwarded to Salt Lake City, where the missionary committee, which comprises a member of the Quorum of the Twelve Apostles and a member of the Quorum of the Seventy, review and prayerfully consider each individual and submit those to the prophet for his signature. When I served my mission, my mission call has the 
signed in ink signature of President Spencer W. Kimball, who called me to serve in the Spain-Seville mission. I can't tell you how hard it was for me to say Seville, because it's La Misión de España-Sevilla is how it should be said. But it's all the same. I was called to serve there. I was set apart for my mission by one having authority, having already received the necessary authority under the hands of my father. When I was called to be receive the um, office in the priesthood of high priest to serve in a leadership capacity here in Paola, I was blessed that my brother was still alive and that he was able to lay his hands upon my head and ordain me to that office. But while he had authority to do that, his authority was only under the guidance of the local ecclesiastical leadership. It's very important to understand this. Um, part of um, one of the things that we say, I apologize, one of the things that Christ has said is that his house is a house of order. Things are done in a certain way. Records are kept so that there's no mistakes. Mistakes still happen. But with the records, those mistakes are minimized. Prophets of old received their call from various places. Moses, of course, uh, from the burning bush. Um, Abraham received his authority under the hands of um, Melchizedek, the king of Salem. Christ, of course, was his own authority, being the Son of God. But he was baptized at the hand of John the Baptist, who had received the authority to baptize from his father before his father was killed when he was two years old. People do not just decide in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints that they want to lead. There are many people who think that they want to serve in leadership positions. And perhaps they do. Um, mistakenly, if you were to ask any bishop, um, ask them about what they go through as a bishop and the struggles that they have with their congregations. I never served as a bishop, and I certainly hope... Well, I will serve as the Lord asks me to serve. And I'll just leave it at that. 
whether I'm qualified or not, because um, whom the Lord calls, the Lord qualifies. Young David, who had been anointed to be king of Israel, was thought to be the least of his household. Samuel, the prophet, was a child that no one expected, but was a promise to God. I bear witness to you of the truthfulness of the gospel, of the need for priesthood authority to perform sacred, eternal ordinances. Ordinances such as baptism and receiving the Holy Ghost are not just for this life, but they are key ordinances for eternity. And because of that, eternal power must be called in for them to be administered by those called of God through prophecy. I bear witness of this in Jesus' name, and it's my view from the rim. Have a good night.